last week, I decided that I could possibly live in Georgia. I had driven through Oregon, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, Nebraska, go south now, <laughs> Missouri, <laughs> hit Tennessee, Kentucky, and I think we, that's where we ended up in Georgia. And I love the mountains, and I want to be close to elk and antelope and deer. I want that home on the range. I like that. Drove through all those states that had that, but I decided last Saturday I could possibly live in Georgia. And do you know why I could possibly live in Georgia? Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And that's what I want to say this morning. Where your treasure is, you'll find your heart, and this is why we guard our heart. See, we moved our daughter to Georgia last week, all 5,618 miles worth of whatever we did. And we towed her car out there. And, and at one point, as we, everything seemed to be going great, we had the, the kayaks up on top, which she wanted to take the kayaks, which one of them was hers, but somehow she got both of them. <laughs> everything, every, we had it on top, and I just checked it secured. You know, there's nothing worse than having something come loose down the freeway. And I, I thought I had that, those things so secure, and we get somewhere in between, before Hood River, and everything was going good. I'm so glad we didn't leave in the dark like I planned. Because all of a sudden I look in the mirrors kind of just like this. And <gasps> the kayaks were literally flying outside of the, about ready to fall off the pickup. And I'm like, ah, ah, oh no, I'm barely, I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, the kayaks, the kayaks are going to fall off. And I mean, all I could see was multi-car accident and, and, or is one gone? Or I'm like, I, so I, like, do I pull over? Do I go to the next exit? So I decided I'm just going to pull over slowly. You know, I didn't want, like, you pull over, is it going to do this? And so slowly, and nobody went by and like, beep, 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 or anything. They had, somebody had to seen that kind of happen. So we pull over and take, and we ended up, temporarily securing them, making it up to the next exit, and then, whew, took about half an hour, cinched them down, put it, did it a different way. We didn't have one problem the rest of the way, praise Jesus. But um, anyhow, uh, the whole trip, you know, um, I when we got ready to leave, I was like, I, I could live here because where my treasure is, there's my heart. See, um, in Matthew, if you're going to, Follow along at all today in Matthew 6, and I think Mark 10, we're going to hit up this morning. See, that, that was a, a good thing. That's a good, good thing of where my treasure is, my heart to be. Um, but Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. Why? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I want to remind us this morning, I want to say to you, what and where you invest yourselves matters. Your heart depends on it. How would I describe what your heart is? Simply, I would describe your heart as what's your intention, 
What's your motivation? Where do you want to invest yourself? Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 15 a little more about your heart. Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and those things defile the person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, acts of adultery, other immoral sexual acts, thefts, false testimonies, slanderous statements, gossip. Forgot to add that one in there, but I'm just going to throw that one in there. Gossip. (laughs) All these things come out of the heart. I mean, come out of your mouth, but it, it says these are the things that defile the person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the person. Out of the heart comes motivations. Out of the heart comes intentions. What comes out of the mouth reveals the intentions of the heart. It reveals what's inside and it can be good. Like where I left a piece of my heart last week. Or it can be bad. But Jesus says if we store up earthly things in earthly storehouses, it will eventually corrupt our hearts. Earthly storehouses are subjected to earthly forces. The rust the moth, the decay, and when we place our treasure in earthly storehouses, our heart gets subjected to the same destructive forces because our heart doesn't stray too far from what we value. Our hearts don't stay, stray too far from what we value, good or bad. You see, in, in Mark 10, there's this guy. He's called the rich young ruler. And, and he kind of shows us this principle in play because it says as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him. This is as Jesus was setting up on a journey. A man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what do you, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But at these words, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Jesus asked many people to follow him, but if if I remember correctly, I think this is the only person that he specifically said, go sell all that you possess, and then follow me. See, being wealthy isn't the problem, it's when your wealth becomes your possession. Possessions aren't what you own, it's what owns you. When you can't let go of what God is giving you, then you are storing up your treasures on earth. God can't use what he hasn't, what hasn't been stored up in heaven. And heaven's about generosity. Heaven's about not possessing and not being possessed by anything, but stewarding what he's given you. 
It's a heart thing. You don't inherit eternal life by what you do. He wasn't going to inherit eternal life by selling everything that he owned. You, you inherit, you, you get inher- eternal life by following Jesus. But there is something in the way of that, and it was where he had his treasure stored. Jesus needs your heart to be present with him. And what you treasure is where your heart will be. Jesus used money and worldly wealth to drive home a point, and that point is no one can serve two masters. Let me finish reading Matthew 6. He says, the eye, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve God and your possessions. And that's that's the truth in this scripture, is that the truth is you can't serve two masters. And he, and he illustrates it using wealth and using our eyes. He says the eye is the lamp of the body. It's not the eye is the lamp for the body. It's not light shining out of me to highlight my way. It's what's coming in. It's, it's not what I'm looking at. It's how I'm looking at. And however your, your eyes are, it's like the, the eye is a filter. It's a gate. It's what determines if we get full of light or not. And our eye needs to be clear. There's many translations of the Bible. And, and in mine, I think it said clear. If your eye is clear. But in some translations, it says good. In some translations it says healthy. In some translations it says sound. But when we look up the Greek word used there to the better definition of just healthy, clear sound is single. And so a clear eye, a good eye, a sound eye is a healthy one that is singly focused. It's, it's not one eye. Because last time I counted, I have two. I have two eyes. But my two eyes create one picture. Our eyes have the ability, our two eyes, not connected together necessarily, in some ways they are, but not like something like double cyclops eye. My two eyes can create one picture that is clearly focused. Healthy eyes have a a single focus. When you have your eyes, when your eyes have a single focus, you can see what God has for you, and it brings light and life to your inner self. But if but if your eyes aren't singular singular, things aren't going to look too good. I remember like like an example with that is like as a kid I used to play and cross my eyes all the time. Now it makes me nauseous. But if you try to walk when you, like if I cross my eyes and tried to walk, things just aren't going to go so well. We were at a a, a, a city 
employee picnic one time when I was working in West Lynn at the fire department. And the police were there too. And they were all, you know, we were just, you know, it was a picnic to, for the city employees, which we weren't technically city employees, but they invited us anyhow. And the police brought beer goggles. <laughs> Have you ever seen beer goggles? The police have a little tool they use to help um, let you know what it's like at what percentage of blood alcohol content you have. And so they've got one that's, you know, the legal limit, you know, and then way far. It goes all kind of through the spectrum. There are like two or three of them. And when you put beer goggles on, things weren't clear at all. <laughs> and it didn't take much of these goggles to put on. And I remember, you know, thinking like, wow, this is... This is pretty severe and, and all the alcohol related things I'd seen in my career that this is how people, what they're seeing. And so when our eyes aren't singular, when they're not one, it's like, it's just distortion. And so I want to ask us today that as a church, as two churches trying to become one, if our eyes are single, is it possible that our treasures have not been stored up in heaven quite right? Perhaps maybe a little bit earthly storing up our treasures. I'm talking about our value for our old churches and where we came from. And if you're a guest, we're just trying to learn how to live together right now. We're learning how to grow together. But where we came from, is it possible that we are holding on too tight to the way things were? See, God brought us together not to abolish all the old ways, but to multiply two good things into greater things. That's what I think. That's what I think. But we can't possess our old things. We can't just hold on to them. The, the kingdom of God isn't against wealth. But God has to know that everything that he has given to us, to you, is stored up in heaven. He needs to have access to it. He needs to have access to it to use it. And, and also, he knows our hearts there then. The kingdom of God is about ownership and stewardship, not possession. See, in the kingdom of God, you take what you've been given and you invest it so that it reproduces. Ownership is responsibility. God, you have given me this. It might be a ministry. It might be a talent. It might be ability. God has given it to him. And you take uh, responsibility for it. God, you have given me this. And stewardship is managing it. God, I will invest it. That's what has, has to happen in the kingdom. Ownership is responsibility. Stewardship is managing. That's kingdom principles, not possession. This is just for me to never let go of. Not this is what I possess and this is what possesses me. That's worldly ways. We may have different pasts and we may have been separate, but we can have one vision. And that's God wants us, wants to take us, wants to take who we were and use it to do something different. 
See, what if, I know, here's a crazy thought. What if God really liked both of our churches? I know you liked your church. You went there. But what, what if God really liked both of our churches? What if he looked and said, there's two groups of people who will obey me if they come to, even if they come together? What if he really liked us? You know, I just spent 5,618 miles in the cab of a pickup with my wife. And two-thirds of the way through, she said she liked me. <laughs> I said, I like being with you, too. Not that there weren't any differences ever. But we liked being together. 29 years of liking to being together. Yeah. We got to celebrate that between Nashville and <laughs> Omaha. Yes. That, that was the anniversary trip. Whew. If you're heart sick at all, and I'm not saying you are, but if you're heart sick at all, you may be missing our purpose. You may be holding on to too tight to something God is asking you not to let go of, but to invest. See, sometimes uh, this guy told me one time, a pastor, he said, we fret and we worry about whether or not God will take care of this or God will you take care of that. And he said, that's where churches go dark. See, that's where you have multiple vision trying to happen. We can take care of this over here. God, are you going to take care of that over here? Are you going to take care of this? That's multiple visions. But we have the ability to have single vision. See, that multiple vision, that's being stored up in the storehouse of worry and fear, and you won't find worry and fear in heaven. It's not there. God said, I can't have access to it. It's not in my storehouse. Worry and fear, multiple. God, will you take care of this? We take care of that. The one vision that we can unify over and be in over all these things and still not forget that there's still all these things out here. It's like, yes, God, you will take care of this. We can unify under that. Yes, God, you will take care of this. We can place our trust in the God who takes care of all things. That's singular vision. That's clear. We all agree on that. And that's, that's what our guests need to see. That's what the world needs to see. A revival of a church who believes that, yes, God, you will take care of all things. And because you take care of things, I choose to invest what is precious to me so that it will multiply and, re and reproduce. Or God prunes it. I know, that's not what everybody wanted to hear. <laughs> Sometimes he prunes it. <sharp inhale> Gotta cut this. Gotta prune it back. You know why? Because he wants it to produce greater fruit. That's why. Right? Greater fruit. Better fruit. Maybe even some of the same stuff that's just as tasty. I don't know. Listen, I, I can't manage everybody's purpose in this room. I can barely manage myself, <laughs> right? On a good day, 
I manage myself. On a good day, I control myself. But, but God has entrusted you with things that he says, go ahead, invest yourself. Feel free to invest yourself and just make sure that you invest it in a kingdom way of, of, of ownership and stewardship so that I can work with it and prune it and, and get it to where we want. We'll do this thing together instead of storing it in a place where you just want to protect it. Alan talked about vulnerability this morning. We're all in a vulnerable place. The whole stuff that's going on, it just, it's like, how do we do this? How do we do everything? But what I want is for people to feel really alive inside. I think that's really what the Lord wants. I see so many awesome people in this room, in this church, doing so many awesome things. And so this is, this is just an encouragement to remember that where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. And, and it said Jesus lovingly asked, says this to the guy. He, he felt love for him. So he, what he does is he tells him to do something that reveals his heart to him. And he had a choice of saying, I get it. I see who's in control. I, or, or, or who's, who's, who's going to take care of me. But in this gentleman's case, he walked away sad because he had, he thought he had great possessions. He couldn't let go. But I don't think that's how we are. I, I think I think that if we remind ourselves and remind each other of who we are, children of God, remind each other that we said yes, we're going to keep moving forward. Like it's we're just we're just close to seeing more and more breakthrough for people. If it hasn't happened already for some of you. And I'm not asking you to forget the past. I'm just asking you to invest that past into the storehouse of heaven where thieves and moths and stuff can't damage it and can't take it away. Allow God to use it and to prune it and to shape it. Why don't we all just stand up? Endings are the hardest. I don't know why. I'm going to ask everyone to close your eyes. You get to check yourself on this. So if you repeat after me, Father God, I want to change storehouses of things that I've been holding on too tight to. God, I know you've invested in me. And I know I've invested in things that you have given me. But we want to take a moment to give this to God right now. You don't have to repeat that. So this morning I just ask that you just take a moment and make sure and ask God, is there anything I need to reinvest into a kingdom storehouse?
Anything that maybe I've been holding too tight on. God, we declare today that you are the God who will take care of all things. We want to work with you. We want to listen with you. And we are thankful that you work all things together for the good of those who love you. Jesus, be with those this week who are experiencing loss. Help us to be sensitive to not just our own brothers and sisters, but to our neighbors too. Show us where we can invest in our ways. God, we pray for the leaders in this house that they will help steward and manage and take ownership in, in helping in the way you want us to. We expect, God, that your glory will show up in this place more and more. We are going to live from glory to glory, despite any circumstance in the world. Thank you for places to live and provision that you provide for us. Thank you for this building. And God, we leave this place this morning in a spirit of thankfulness, in a spirit of love. And we choose to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.